All right, we're back for another episode of the Dare Show podcast where um, I want to dare you to look at things through a different perspective. Let's just get right into it. I'm playing catch up, catch up, catch up because, like I said, sometimes if I don't write stuff down, I really forget what I'm what I'm uh, going to talk about. So I have some Patty stuff I want to catch up on. Uh, so Patty, Miss LaBelle, she was at... She popped up at um, Patty Jackson's, who is a uh, Philadelphia legendary, I don't know legendary, but Philadelphian legendary um, radio host. And Patty popped up at her street naming. Now, we know Patty had her own street naming probably, I think it was like 2018, maybe even 19. Uh, with her cute red wig on, Patty got her own. Uh, I think the Patty Patty LaBelle way. I think it was like a main some main street in Philadelphia. But anyways, uh, the Philadelphian Patty Jackson had her street naming, revealing, whatever you want to call it. And Patty, I had to say this because Patty looked amazing. I was just like, what? This lady never ceases to amaze me. And even like last night, um, I think she did a some kind of show. I think it was like a private event. She looked gorgeous. I thought because her and John, John had like made a little video of her, her and John. And I thought it was like a photo from a couple of years ago. I mean, like a video from a couple of years ago. But no, it was like last night. Patty looked gorgeous. Her makeup, her hair. Patty always stuns it out. But at the Patty Jackson um, reveal lane, whatever, uh, Patty had like matches sh- her shoes and her uh, shirt was matching. It was just like stunning. She was like stunning. And I really enjoyed this, uh, you know, Coco esque long nails Patty has. Uh, put on recently so on to the next so her concert right she had a concert in virginia i believe uh another spot date can i tell you i think this was the best patty concert all year all year or in a couple of years uh because you know we've been pandemicking so, oops. I think this is her, the, her best concert. Her best concert. Her voice was amazing. Uh, I think she really got into the words. She listened. She was like, either she was reading. Like, okay, the opening, right? The opening was fantastic. She came up from, like, behind the stage. And her, like, I think it was pink. And she was just, like, bopping and bopping and bopping to uh something special is gonna happen and i'm like something special is such a great opener it's it's such a great opener she was hitting vocals from you know 19 1985 she just killing it she came up bopping i was just like yes and i think that might have been like the biggest crowd i've seen like video footage wise like that was a big crowd like they were hype i think she did um co-headline with the whispers uh she just looked she sounded incredible um and then you know not a lot of footage has come out but her niece stacy she had put a video up or she went live on facebook right and she did a couple in the beginnings 
I think it was like, it was, uh, if you asked me to, Patty saying the mic off the the uh, stand and the stand fell. Oh, John, John, John was there. Uh, John, John Stanley and his, you know, filling in, filling in, I believe. Oh my gosh. Honestly, it's something like, I think, you know, just because of like, the history and the legendariness. Like I said, I think Patty's only had like two major, maybe three major um, musical directors in her career. I think, I'm not sure about like, like, well, her solo career, I think like two or three major, but you know, like Bud, he was with LaBelle towards the end of LaBelle. And then like, I, he snatched, she snatched him up and you know, they wrote and produced Tons of music, like tons of music. So it's always it was just like really nice to see John with Patty. His he he made like a statement like, uh, "This is the shortest retirement ever." <laughs> I was shocked. I was like, "Wait, there's John." Okay, but anyways, um, so on Stacy's Facebook, right, Facebook Live. She had put, she had showed us, uh, isn't it a shame? You know, now she dedicates that to, um, Miss Sarah Dash. Life is so crazy. Life is so strange. It's so annoying. It's so aggravating. I just like, she was so, um, first of all, the backgrounds on isn't it a shame? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. They were so tight. They were so precise. There was um, a new lady. Okay, there's Debbie Henry. And I keep forgetting the other lady that's been there for a long time. I keep forgetting her name. There's Debbie Henry. Gosh. Like, once I say it, like, I hear it, I'll be like, okay, yes. Because it's like a flow name to it. Her name is like a flow to it. It has a flow to it. There's Debbie Henry, a new lady. And then the uh, lady that's been there for a while with, uh, yeah. So they sounded incredible. Shout out to them. Though, like the isn't in the shame backgrounds. Oh my goodness, beautiful, just so beautiful. Um, but you know, and then Patty got like really emotional. She was just like, you know, sometimes you can't even sing. I can't even sing sometimes because I'm over here thinking about my girl and. It's just so sad. It's incredibly sad. It's incredibly confusing. It's very sad. Another uh, moment I loved from the uh, the concert that I really like. I'm really like, okay, once you like see something fully, you like really get into it. The He Cares. She does like a little snippet of He Cares. And then the lady that's been there for a while, she'll finish it. And then they go into When You've Been Blessed. I'm like, yes, that's such a beautiful transition. A great transition. A great one. Um, oh, wow. You are my friend. When she's saying you are my friend. I was hearing some, like, old elements coming through. The, like, don't leave me. I heard John singing the don't leave me part. Um, I think Patty's back. Her voice is, like, strong. And she's doing, like, the little da-da-da. Patty's voice. I've noticed Patty's been holding notes a little bit longer. She's been holding it a little bit longer. She's been hitting some high notes. She's been hitting them high notes. Um, of course, always looking great. But the You Are My Friend, 
I noticed like you are my friend. She was just very, she was just ripping and wailing and like running and ripping and railing up in the scale and up and down. And then she went to like go get off. Um, she wanted to go like be with the people. Like I told you like a couple of weeks ago, she really loves her audience and she wants to be with the people. And I'm just like, you're gonna let her get to her people. Um, but she's just like, um, she went to go walk off stage, walk off the stage into the audience, but she didn't go all the way. She just went like uh, to a couple of the steps. And, uh, it's funny because you can hear Stacy like, tell her to get her ass back up. <laughs> That was so funny. She's like, tell her to get her ass up back up here. And she made it seem like she was going to fall or something. But I'm like, I'm, we have never seen Patty fall on stage. We've seen Patty do a whole lot on stage. But falling is not one of them. Um, but yeah, that was a funny moment. And then like right after you are my friend, uh, <laughs> she acknowledges Stacey for so funny. She's like, thank you, Stacy. I love you. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is what, like her best show. Her best show. Uh, if you if you have a chance, go look at Stacy's footage on uh, on Facebook. Um. Uh, so, Sarah Dash. This is a very emotional moment. Sarah Dash was um, inducted into the New Jersey Hall of Fame with a whole bunch of other people. Chelsea Handler. I think it was Danny David. Okay, I don't know. Never mind. I'm not even going to try. Um, it was just like a whole bunch of people, New Jerseyans, that were uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. And so they had pre-recorded a bunch of stuff. And I'm guessing shockingly it was so haunting right so they re re pre-recorded this stuff and i think if i'm not mistaken it was around the time of sarah dash's birthday oh gosh her last birthday in um august um i think it was like early august her birthday is and so nona and patty recorded something like their little introduction to uh, Sarah. And it was just like, oh God. Like, I've never seen them like that. Like, separated up like that. And it's kind of haunting. Like, we have Nera, uh, Nona and Patty. It's chilling and haunting, really. Nona and Patty alone introducing Sarah to the New Jersey Hall of Fame. And it was just like, oh my goodness. It's that's it's all on YouTube. You can definitely go check that out. Um, but then the real haunting moment was we actually did get a last LaBelle moment. And they sang a little bit of, they, uh, incredibly, I'm not even gonna lie, it was really good. It was really, really good. The little snippet that they did of, like their bland, their voices are still really great. Um, of Lady Marmalade, right? Side note, 
Why hasn't Lady Marmalade... Okay, so I was thinking... So, like, at the end of this last show, Patty did a little bit of Donna Summer's Bad Girls, right? Like, she was like... She clicked right into it. And I believe it was right at... No, I believe... It was right after Lady Marmalade. It was, like, the ending song, right? So... I'm thinking, why hasn't Lady Marmalade been, like, an inspiration for a movie or a TV show? I think that would be so cool. It's such a, a powerful woman. You know, hookers are powerful. Um, powerful women. Sex workers are powerful people. And I think you can branch off and have such, like, incredible moments with Lady Marmalade. Like, going, like, background, like, going into the story. Like, it's such a story song. I feel like it should be, like, a movie or a... Or a TV show. Like, I could definitely see, like, Netflix doing, like, you know how, like, Dolly Parton did, um, the Coat of Many Colors, Coat of, what was that? Coat of Many Colors, right? She did her Coat of Many Colors. And I'm like, I feel like that would be a cute TV show concept, right? Okay, but anyway, so... Um, Sarah Dash, she was nominated into the Hall of Fame, and they sang, like I said, at the end, they sang a little bit of Lady Marmalade, and Sarah, in her speech, she, like, thanked Patty, because she was like, if it wasn't for Patty, I wouldn't be here. I think they were at Patty's house. Like I said, I think that last birthday was at Patty's house. Um, yeah, it's just really sad, really haunting but shout out to Sarah Dash. Shout shout out to that. So enough Patty talk. Let's go on to some more girl group moments. All right. So Kelly, Clarkson, Kelly Rowland. She came out and she was doing like this like thing on Instagram, and she somehow read the one comment talking about asking about. When is the next Destiny's Child reunion? And I'm just like, I'm so sick. I'm so sick of them asking Kelly. Because Kelly's really the only one who's out here actually talking and giving interviews. More than like Beyonce. No, 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 no. Wait, maybe Michelle is. But I feel like Kelly's more open. Kelly and Michelle are more open to it. But Beyonce is definitely, send me your questions and I'll answer what I want. Right? So... That leaves Kelly and Michelle being open to this main question, which I low-key feel like Beyonce is holding them up. <laughs> and not in a bad way, just, you know, Beyonce, we definitely see her busy being, you know, a businesswoman, a family woman. Not to say that the others aren't, but of course, you know, Beyonce, Miss Noel's Carter is the bigger star, so we definitely see her a lot more. Or people pay attention to her a lot more than they do the other ones, even though the other two are incredibly talented, incredibly funny. I love Kelly Rowland's uh, Instagram stories. I love Kelly's uh, Instagram stories, her showing her cute babies, her mom journey (laughs) with Titan, and her cute, uh, cute, cute, cute kid, Noah. Michelle is killing it on, like, the fashion games, right? So, 
I just like I'm kind of annoyed of at Kelly being constantly asked when are they getting reunited? She's like, girl, I don't know, or whatever like snappy-ish comment she said. It's just very annoying, right? Also, this other thing about Kelly being a part of Beyonce's family, right? We all know Miss Tina is, at this point, she's Kelly's daughter. I mean, she's Kelly's mother. Like, come on, you guys. And you know what? It bothered me that Kevin Fraser asked this question because he's black. He's been around the family. He's been he's interviewed all of them. He's been around since the beginning. And you're asking this dumbass question to Tina saying something like, are you her daughter? Are you her mother or something like that? And she's like, of course, I'm her mother. She grew up with me. She, you know, Matthew and Tina and invited and accepted Kelly into their home when when you know Kelly wanted to be a part of the group I think Kelly's mom lived in Atlanta so she was just like girl go ahead they're probably gonna give you a nice or better life than you know you're probably gonna have with me at this point I don't know if that's 100% you know the thought but I think that was the concept and at this point, you know, Beyonce and Kelly, they talk about their friendship and their love for each other. And it's just so beautiful. It's actually so beautiful because I think Beyonce, one of them was like praying. I think it was, no, no, no. It was Kelly, I believe. Kelly was like, I pray to God. I asked God to send me a friend. And he sent her Beyonce. And they've been friends forever. They're actually, they're not friends. They're fucking sisters. It's just annoying. It's annoying. I wish you guys would just leave Tina alone with these dumbass questions. With the the nose rolling Carter family. Leave them alone with these dumbass questions. Get on my nerves. It's just so annoying. Like, reading past this shit. Like, if I read it once, I've read it all. And I'm sick of it. Let's ask some new questions. Like, Kelly, where's this new video? Kelly, why aren't you pumping out more singles? Kelly, nobody really cares about this acting movie. Give us some music. Give us a, a good concert. She has a concert, I believe, I think it's early next year or at the end of this year in Mexico. I'm like, Kelly, are you going to give it to us? Come on, Kelly. Um, on to this other Clark um, catch-up news with like another girl group, right? You know, I love the Clark sisters. Um, well, love. I enjoy the Clark sisters a lot, especially, you know, in 2020, uh, the movie, the incredible album called The Return. Go listen to it. So they did this interview on Fox Soul with the, I think the title of the show was called Hollywood Confidential. Very weird format, the way he formats the show. He's just like reading quotes. 90% of the time. It was just like, okay, um, whatever. So during, it was a, it was a cute interview. They talked about the return. They talked about the movie. They talked about their mother. They talked about each other, the funny sisters, the serious side, what brings them together. You know, the typical Clark sisters, uh, topics. But one part, I figured out something, right? Why? Everybody, why? Okay, wait. 
I figured out why every time I go to Karen's Instagram, right? She's always talking about the haters. The Laura will build a, what is it? Build a table in front of your enemies or something like that. Footstool or something Bible coding I'm not really good at. So, Karen's always talking about some haters. And I'm like, Karen, who is hating on you? What are you talking about? You are the first lady. You are adored. People love you. You're the vocal goddess. You're, you know, a preacher. You're the first lady of the entire world. Like, you're the fashion <laughs> coaching woman of the year. You're like, you're it. You're the lead of the Clark sisters. You be killing it. You're the amazing. You have these incredible children. You have this... Uh, husband and everybody loves and it's just like who is hating on Karen Clark Sheard why does she keep saying this you saw her she whistled a note she no 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 she whistled a run you guys she whistled a run I'm like wait I guess no 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 she did it so much clearer and so much better Karen is it Karen is the talent she is blessed and highly flavor, flavored, right? I figured out why she keeps saying this. So, you know, the Clark sisters has this thing with their sister, Denise. But Karen was like, I made up with my sisters, right? Or well, we all made up with our sister. And I think Karen... Might get the most backlash because, you know, she is the more forefront out of all of them. I think she might get the most backlash in terms of Denise not being in the group or the riff around with Denise. But I'm like, Denise, I think Karen being the baby of the the group wants the family to be whole again. She probably, I don't know. I don't know. I think she did have, you know, her moment, like she did say at the, um, at her mom's funeral. But other than that, and I don't really know, but I'm just saying, other than that, I don't think that there was such a huge riff between her and Denise. And I think she definitely wants Denise back in the family, back in the whole. So, she had in the interview, she was like, I have to take a moment and thank my sister Denise. And, you know, we're all reconciling. We've forgiven each other and we love each other. And she's like, we even went and saw each other. Now, Denise, if I'm not mistaken, Denise was like years ago, a couple of years ago on like Larry Lee, Larry Reed Live. She was very much. My sisters and I were not getting along. They kind of abandoned me. It wasn't really nice of them. Yada, yada, yada. So, Larry Reed, I'm very late on this story. This is like a week ago. Larry Reed had gotten some information. He was talking about this whole situation. Oh, and Karen was like, we're gonna, we're being back together. But Karen, I think what I'm, what what I'm, taken from this is because afterwards after that interview came out Denise had made a statement right and she said remember this I've stated that a Clark sisters reunion is uh, it's been stated that a Clark sisters reunion is forthcoming I never said that they lied whomever they are people stop falling for the lies this is the wrong impression being given I see you fell for the lies 
I think, and, and then she also went on and talked about like a fan, right? A fan being uh, talking about. Sorry, I'm in a different location. I'm in a car this week, so it's really hot. And so she talked about a fan, and I think the fan had like mistaken the information and said that they were like getting back together, but they're not. I think getting back together like for like an album or something. At this point, the Clark Sisters fans, you guys need to let that go. Let it go. Now. Today. Let it go. It's not going to happen. I don't think they're... We don't even know how where vocally they are. Where vocally Denise is, right? We don't know... Of course you guys want to hear them sing old songs. I think that's the only way. They're not going to get together for another... Ooh, look at her. Look at that old black woman in this Jeep. Not Jeep, this GMC truck. She's killing it. Anyways, it's a beautiful color car too. Anyways, the Clark sisters are not going to get back together. As a, like a, as a quintet, whatever they're called. Five, all five of them. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. Look at her. There's absolutely no way. And so I'm just like, you guys really need to like let it. I'm in this mall parking lot and these drivers are so like giving me a headache. Um, So I'm just like, you guys really need to let it go because it's not happening. There's no reason to keep thinking it's going to happen. Denise, I don't think, wants to sing with her sisters in terms of what... Karen said, which Denise's response kind of made Karen look bad. Karen was just saying, we're not going to get back together. I mean, Karen was saying, we're reconciling. We're forgiving each other. We're moving on. We're going we're gonna to get back together as in a family. We're not getting back together as in a group. Boom. Clap. Snap. That's all that she was saying. So I'm just like, you guys need to let it go. Uh, side note, side note, right? So that's what I've realized, Miss Clark. Because <laughs> again, she's talking about like I'm so happy I'm with my, you know, she's with her grand, her grandchildren and her son and her husband out at Chili's, and I'm like, she was like, I'm so happy, and I'm being, uh, I'm not letting the devil get to my happiness. You got to choose to be happy, or whatever, whatever, whatever. So I'm just like, damn, who's hating on Miss Kara Clark, the first lady shared. Oh, Lord. Side note. Twinkie in the interview was like, I got in this car accident. I wasn't able to walk for a month. All of a sudden, God healed my body and I was good. I was like, what? What you mean all of a sudden God healed your body after a month? You you didn't do any, like, exercises, any, uh... Rehab, you're just out here chilling at home, and then all of a sudden your body's moving. Twinkie, y'all church people gotta get it together with your stories a little bit tighter, right? Because it's a little messy. It's a little messy. So something I saw on Instagram, excuse me, this week, a very shocking, interesting, intriguing photo by BB Winans. 
So BB Winans took a picture with Tamar and he said, so story is I'm going to get it done when I arrive in, oh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and went over to see the studio, went over to the studio to sing a background on Tamar Braxton's new song. And it was wonderful. Can't wait for you all to hear it. Music, love, lost and found. Like, I don't know what that means. Um, so that'll be interesting. I know Tamar is sporadically working on new music. I don't know if she's working on an album. You know, Tamar is very Gemini-ish when it comes to her thoughts and her actions. So we'll see what Tamar has. But B.B. Wine is singing on a background of a Tamar song. Sounds very interesting. I'm very interested. Like, are you making inspirational music? Is it a good gospel tune? Is it? I'm sure it's a good gospel tune. Yeah, very interesting. Tina Turner, y'all. Y'all gotta leave Tina Turner alone at this point. Just like the Clark sisters gotta leave Denise, Twinkie, Karen, Curran, Jackie, and Dorinda. Happy birthday, Dorinda. I believe it is the Rose of Gospel's birthday today, October 20th. Um, y'all gotta leave Tina Turner alone, right? Tina is being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So she did an interview uh, with somebody. I forgot. And she talked about her retirement. She was just like, you know, Tina's still the same Tina. And it's, But the thing is, okay, I get what Tina is saying. But I kind of don't because I love music, right? Because I love music so much, I don't think if I was a performer, I don't think I could stop loving music right but Tina acts like she doesn't listen to a lick of music she doesn't miss performing she doesn't miss shit about this industry which I okay I applaud you for it right in that case we gotta leave Tina alone or she gotta stop doing interviews Tina is like I think she's turning like 82 or something shout out to Miss Turner we love her what a trailblazer what a woman the other thing is Tina's perspective makes me kind of understand it. Tina's like, I think Tina loved music in the beginning, but then towards the end, or I guess towards Ike. (laughs) And because, you know, from Ike to leaving Ike to actually having to hustle her way back to the top, like literally from Vegas shows to these flop 70s albums, finally she gets a hit in the 80s and now she's sustaining her life in the 90s and the 2000s. Tina talks about working and touring and music as a fucking job. Like a a a straining, horrendous job. And I totally get it from that point of view. I get it. But I'm just like, you don't tap your music. You don't try to sing. That's the shocking part. Like, you don't try to sing. Like, she said, she, she did, I remember, like, one interview a couple of weeks ago. I mean, a couple of years ago or something like that. She's like, she doesn't try to sing. Okay, I get it. You don't dance. Um... Because, like, they were like, have you tried to sing? And she was like, sing? What's that? <laughs> like, okay, we get it, Tina. You don't like, or you're lying to us. Either one or the other. 
Um, but yeah, she's talking to me about talked about her retirement and her beautiful house. That is one house or one estate that I really do find beautiful. And if it wasn't for the, um, I was surprised. I was kind of surprised she allowed us to see her house. But again, Tina is very um, accepting and opening, um, uh, revealing, very candid. Uh, so in in her um, HBO documentary the beautiful shots of her house and her accomplishments, her accolades all throughout her house, the Lake Zurich that she talks about, um, the trees, like her house is very beautiful. So I do under, Oh, lady, she almost fell trying to get in her car. Oh my God. Today. Um, <laughs> Oh my God. So yeah, beautiful house. That's one place. Okay. That's one thing I do. I feel connected with Tina is that's a great place to retire, a great place to live, a beautiful place to live. Although, like I said, like when I reviewed the documentary, I did not know Tina did not know a lick of, what do they speak? German over there in Switzerland or something, whatever. I was shocked. I thought she was like at least fluent because you got to become a citizen. So I'm like, how do you become a citizen and not know the language? My God. Anyways, so Tina, we got to leave Tina alone, you guys. There's no point of continuing this banter, asking her, they were like asking her like, what kind of uh, music do you listen to? What are the new artists? And you know, her answer was like, I listen to new artists. I tap my foot every now and then I when I hear something, but I can't name like who it is or my favorite artist because I'd be... Uh, what did she say? She said, I'll be leaving out some names and I don't want to do that. AKA, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> and that's the other thing, right? I hate when like these, I keep saying this, I hate these new, these journalists, right? Always asking, who are your new favorite artists? What do you think about the new generation? And we, uh, Patty, it always gets Patty in trouble and have these older generation people looking stupid in a not in a bad way but in a like silly way like god just leave them alone ask them about their wardrobe ask them about their new album ask them about what they love about touring ask them about longevity like leave the old versus new generation alone it gets on my nerves what's next Oh, she sold her catalog for allegedly $50 million. Um, one thing that surprised me, but I guess you got to do what you got to do at the moment when Tina was like, my recording, um, I don't know. She was like that last tour that she did, right? What was it called? The 50th anniversary tour. That last tour that she did was like security for her to make money and it's so interesting because you know now 10 years later she's still making money off of different things selling her catalog i'm hoping you know she got a little percentage in the um broadway play the documentary you know i'm sure there's other little things i know she sold like her houses and stuff before she left um, and became a citizen of Switzerland. So yeah, shout out to Tina. We we love Tina Turner. Um, and y'all need to leave her alone. And on that note, I'm gonna take a quick break. And when I come back, we're gonna talk about Miss 
Adele. Miss Adele, and what's going on with her? Be right back. Take a listen to the sponsor. Sponsored by Anchor. <laughs> Side note, so the song of this week, which was like last week I came across this little girls. I think oh yeah, Patty um at her I think it's like uh what is it, Atlantic City show no Atlanta show? Yeah, I think she had a show in Georgia. And she sang Little Girls. Beautiful ballad, right? There's so many different versions of it online. Not versions, but so many different um, live performances of her singing online. And she just sang the living Jesus out of it. And I was just like, we got to acknowledge this. So if you have a chance, go ahead and take a listen. Take a look. Rita, open YouTube and listen to Little Girls. It's the song of the week. It's by Patty. It's from her, I think, Tasty album or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Welcome back to the Dare Show podcast. Thank you for, for, um, sticking around still. All right. So let's talk Adele. Miss Adele. So somebody, so, you know, Adele is coming out. She's resurfacing. (laughs) Her words, not mine. She's resurfacing into civilization, into fame or whatever. And she's done a couple interviews, uh, like magazines, mostly with Vogue. I think it was a Vogue America. I think that last one was. And then British Vogue. Um, And she's just talking and talking and just talking basically these were like album pre-album uh listening parties because each interview she played them a song and they described a song just like okay why are we doing this again like you did it with the last one okay why are you like i don't know whatever but the reason why i'm talking about adele is i don't really i'm not a i'm not a yeah i'm not even like a huge adele fan like i do like maybe i do like hello and i think that's because <laughs> That's because Wendy Williams kind of, when Wendy Williams were like, hello. <laughs> when she would like describe Adele. And so I was like, okay, let me go listen to that song. So I do enjoy Hello. All 100 minutes of it. I do enjoy Hello. Um, Adele, she just, I don't know. She doesn't hit me like. Everybody else does. Like my sister. My sister, I think, has loved her since the beginning. And then, you know, rolling in the deep. I don't know why Adele said... Okay, so Adele said something that made me want to, like, figure out what she was talking about. Well, somebody said Adele said something that made me want to figure out what she was talking about. Um, But, yeah, like, my sister loved Adele. Rolling in the deep was a hit that stuck literally like grits. It was like... It was on the charts, like, on the radio for, like, a whole entire, like, year or two. That was uh, a moment in time I do not want to go back to. Um, But Adele has, like, had extreme success. And one thing, a couple things I I did not know about Adele. I did not know she had 50. 
13 Grammys, you guys. I'm going to go look that up and see what they were all for. But I'm like, 15? Damn, girl. And I'm not, I'm like, I know these are all like solo Grammys. These aren't like collaborations because she doesn't have any or little to no collaborations. Also, another thing she said about collaborations was Adele is of the times. Adele understands that, you know, or she sees the people wanting a collaboration with like Beyonce or Beyonce or whoever Beyonce is or whatever. Um, then she understands that, but she's like, it has to fit right. It has to be the right collaboration. And then also for like, she's in her Mariah Carey bag where, you know, the writing and the singing is very personal to her. So it's like, like I get it, Mariah, but I get why Mariah doesn't want to write for other people. But I'm just like, I wish she would. <laughs> like, I get it so personal. And so when it's something so personal, I guess you just want to keep it to yourself. Um, her new album, she was like, it's very self-destruction, self-reflection, and very redemption, redemptive, redemptive. If that's the word. And I'm like, so this is like lemonade. This is your lemonade girl. Okay. Um Adele's banter is very banter. And it's like, I need audio. I need visual. Because reading this the the last article, the I think it was the American um Vogue article. Both all the pictures look beautiful. She looked incredible. Her weight loss looks really great on her. Um, and you know, she's still at like an age where everything is going to look good and snap back and be tight. She looks really great. Um, her banter is just like that last article, the last American Vogue was just so long. And they were just like, girl, can we wrap this up? Shit. Tired of reading. Um, and it just left me confused. Uh, the other thing is she was married for like three years. Oh, that's, that's what it seemed like. She was married for like three years. Maybe she was married for longer. I don't know, but I think she was married for like three years and she's taking it so hard. And I think it's maybe because she has a kid and she's like, <sighs> I'm just like, girl, it's the way of the world these days. Everybody's getting married and getting divorced nine months later. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's three years. If it was, like, ten years or something like that, seven, eight years, I'd be like, okay, we have Houston, we have a problem. But, like, girl, it's three years. One and done. Go figure out something else to do. And she's just like, I'm a divorcee, single mother of one. It's like, girl, get over it. You'll be all right. Um, and also, like, with her marriage, she was just like, how are we going to split up? Or do we have a child? Like, I think she was talking about, like, she moved to um, L.A. How did you get you and your kid moved to L.A. like that? Like, I always wonder, like, how do these, like, foreigners end up living here? Like... I don't, I don't think, yeah, Rihanna isn't a citizen. I don't think Adele is a citizen. How are y'all just living here? Off of a work visa? I, 
I'm confused. I don't get it. Um, her kid. She's just like, how do we like separate? Because you know, society says you need to separate and be done. And I'm just like, that's the wonderful thing about these days and these ages. People are just doing what they want. They're making up their own rules. Make up your own rules. And I think that's what she was like talking about. She was like, he came when she moved to LA. Her ex husband has a funny last name. I don't know what his last name is. What is a funny last name? Every time I read it, it's like bubbly bubbly or something. Um. They're like, how do we co-parent? Are, are you going to move into the house? Something, something, something. It was just like, how do we do this? And I'm just like, that's the thing about co-parenting and being, you know, an adult. You get to make your own rules. You get to not follow what society says because you're, you know, you still have a kid. You still deeply appreciate and love this person. And she just was saying, you know, her divorce wasn't bad anything bad she just it wasn't a correct fit for her and she needed to leave so i'm just like okay whatever it's not it's not really of our business um about it just like with oprah it reminds me of oprah and oprah always talks about why she never got married and it's just like what do you mean why you never got married the man wanted to marry you you didn't want to get married because um of society norms like you're this independent woman and you have all these things going for you but you like you wanted to get married oprah I'm, i think she wanted to get married then she just like i guess like shoved that away but she was just like society norms and this wouldn't be a typical marriage and a traditional marriage so let's not get married it's like that's the only reason why you're not going to get married. Not because he's a bad guy. Not because you guys are, like, broke. Not because, um, you know, he's sick or he's cheating or something like that. He's a bum. But because of society norms, you didn't get married. Like, it sounds so ridiculous. And I'm just like, Oprah, you got to do better, sweetie. Like, you, you're the first... Oh, probably like second millionaire black woman at that time. I think she's, you know, a billionaire now in the 2000s. But at that time in the 90s, you were like the first like millionaire, successful television, black woman production company, stuff like that. And so now you don't want to get married because you're breaking all these rules. But when it comes to marriage, you have to follow one rule, whatever. Um... I didn't know her little kid, Angelo, I'm going to say Angelo in quotes because she's like, the media doesn't know when he was born. The media doesn't know what his real name is. I'm like, oh, his name isn't Angelo, but you keep calling him Angelo. Um, Angelo. Uh, he's nine years old, you guys. I did not know that his kid, her kid was nine years old. I thought he was like five or six or something because she kept saying like, he keeps asking me these questions about why we got divorced and I don't have the right answers. So I just wrote songs and the album was about the answers to his questions and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, he's sick. He's like, how many questions is this little kid asking? Like, why is it so traumatic for this kid to like not have both of his parents 
in his life. Um, but the kid is nine, so I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> He's pretty much a a full forming thought forming human. So yeah, yeah, it's a little rough. Um, but the thing is. Her baby's father was is her husband, so he's nine. So you guys have been together for nine years and only married for three. It's just very confusing. But whatever. Um Okay, so okay, okay, now this makes sense. Because I was like, she was saying her um requirements are very high in terms of a partner now. And so I'm like, well, you've been together with this man for like three years. Or at least like five years. So like what was you doing that wasn't so great? But I'm like, no, you've been together with him for like over ten years at least. Uh so you do have room to work with what what you want in your next relationship. Three times a day she works out. I was like, My God, today. She was like, she does boxing weight training and I think like cardio or something like that and her weight loss was very much I want to do it for myself my mental health I'm like maybe I should try working out I don't know Uh, I think I do the podcast where are my notes so somebody was talking about um how hello or Easy on me, easy on me is her new single. When I listen to her album, maybe because I have a podcast where I talk about music, I might listen to her album. But I did listen to the song, or I watched the video. Um, it was a cute video. Yeah, she looked really good in it. She looked really, really good in it. I was really, it was a black. It started off black and white, and I was like, oh, I hope they do like a little flash of color. Um, and they did, at, like, towards the middle, they flashed it into color. Uh, she was really pop-locking it, dropping it in that chair. Her hair was moving. Um, I wonder if she, oh, I don't think she does have any up-tempos. But I'm like, I, it would be very interesting if she did get, was like, an up-tempo song. Right? Something like Rolling in the Deep, I guess. Or a little no, Rolling in the Deep is pretty up tempo. It's something even faster than up uh Rolling in the Deep. Okay, you guys there's like this meme of um not even a meme now. It's an actual picture. I did not know that was really Adele. <laughs> she went to like some um I don't think it was Carnival. It might have been like Carnival or Juver Jove uh, the J word. Um, with the Jamaican tr- Jamaican party and festival, and she had like the Bantu knots, the makeup, and then like the <laughs> and a bikini top with like the Jamaican flag, and it's like I have to go look at the picture. Um, I did not know that was actually her. I thought that was like somebody who looked like her. <laughs> And I'm just cracking up. 
Yes, the and she looks like oh somebody snapped a picture of me. Oh, her body looks really good in this photo. And she's like she's learning unlike Jesse Nelson. She's learning about cultural appropriation, and she's like, okay, I am appropriating the culture, and I'm sorry. But I'm like, nobody around you told you not to do this. She's like, the Bantu knots are protective style for the Afro hair. You know, in Britain, they talk a little different terminology. Um, and, and fucked my hair up, she was saying. That was kind of funny. So... Yeah, I didn't know that was her. That's really hilarious. So somebody on Twitter was like, or they kind of misinterpreted this. This is the reason why I went to go look up Rita, this long-ass article. Somebody on Twitter was saying that Miss, Miss Adele, we know she doesn't, well, I didn't know, but she make music, tour, go away. She doesn't like touring. She has to take care of her voice really much now because she had vocal surgery. Um, she doesn't like fame. And she really dogs out, like, the press and what they do know and what they don't know and rumors and stuff like that. And it's like, I feel like she kind of cares a little bit because the, you're, like, going into a little too much about it for you not to care. So, she's just like, somebody was saying about the first single and how I should bring it up. Let me see. Hold on. Hold on, you guys. Hold on. Because what they said, it was like different than what um, was being said. Give me one second. Uh, What did I say? It was self-sabotage. They made it seem like she was, like, sabotaging herself. And I was just like, I don't think... I found that weird that she would self-sabotage or, like, that the label... What? Why isn't it bringing anything up? I find it weird, like, you know, the label will let her... Oh, my goodness, Derek. What the hell? I find it weird that the label will let her, like, not put out her best, right? Or she wouldn't want to put out her best. So, I'm just like... Why would somebody say that? Okay. What the hell, Derek? What the hell? I can't even find it, you guys. What's this? Twitter down? I'm like, I'm trying to uh, search something and it's not letting me. <sighs> Hold on. Let me see if I can go to my profile and scroll all the way back to 1983 without my phone messing up. Oh, that was yesterday. That was days ago, days ago, days ago. Oh, look at that. 
I'm just like, why would they make her self-sabotage? I don't understand. Because that's what it sounds like. Because it was just like... Um, so, how are you guys doing? Do you guys watch 90 Day Fiance? I wish they would leave us alone with Steven and Alina. They are the worst couple. I put them on the worst couple list because... I just can't take it anymore with them. He's very wishy-washy. No, he's becoming wishy-washy with her. And it's like, it's becoming like fake. Like, I'm on this show called 90 Day Fiance. And I don't want to get married. Like, what do you mean you don't want to get married? This is what we're here for. This? Isn't that what uh, Rihanna said? This is what you came for. Please let me come across it. Like, no. Was it on Friday? Um, okay. Married at first sight. I think I passed it. Okay, but anyways. So, the guy, he was just like... I don't want to like... Because I feel like I'm going to twist it up a little bit more than... And turn it in a slightly different direction. But it was just something like... Oh, here it is. Here it is. In an interview with Vogue, Sorty said, uh, Ross, I'll just put it out. Easy on me is a beautiful song. I would say, however, it's the weakest lead she's released. It's also a little too personal of a song to me to be a radio lead. And this other guy who I followed years ago, he was said, in her interview with Vogue, she said she purposely did that. She didn't want a song like, hello. well, she didn't say that. She didn't want a song like Hello because she never wanted to reach that level of stardom ever again. And I'm just like, okay. She just put Okay. So I'm just like, that's not what she said. And that sounds like self-sabotage. Or like, you don't want success. You don't want, like, success. So you're going to put out mediocre or mid-music. And I'm just like, that's not what she said. What she said was, and it still makes measure, um, she avoided writing a certain kind of song for the next album. For instant, instance, <laughs> there is a bomb, I don't know what this means, bombastic hello? There isn't a bombastic hello. She tell okay, I guess she's making a board. She tells me at one point. But I do not want another song like that. The song capulated me into fame capulated me in fame to another level that I didn't want don't want to happen again. I'm not saying I've got hellos in my pocket. 
I was just conscious that I didn't want my story on this album to sound like that. So I was like, okay, that's different. You're not saying you... They're talking about the singles, right? He's basically, he's talking about, she purposely didn't want that, she didn't want a song like Hello because she never wanted to reach that stardom again. Okay, I guess that is what she's saying. But I'm just like, it sounds like, he's making it sound like she's self-sabotaging. She's just sounding like she's protecting her fame in a sense. But the thing is, Adele, you're already a superstar. You're already well appreciated. You have 15 fucking Grammys, Adele. Hello? Hello? Wake up, delicious. Like, you have 15 Grammys. Rolling in the Deep, that song played on and on and on and on and on. You're already straight. You're already in the famous stratosphere. They're already making rumors up about you. They're already trying to get in your business. There's pictures of you everywhere. When you drunkenly told people last year that your album was coming out, the internet, like, I think for the last, like, four years or so, three or four years, the rumors about Adele, at least in the last two years, the rumors about Adele and this new album and the anticipation, the anticipation that Rihanna and Adele, that's the anticipation that I'm really like seeing about people who want new music from. So I'm just like, Adele, you're already there. You're not coming back. Like, you don't really come back from that kind of quote unquote fame stratosphere stratospheric fame you don't really come back from that unless you know you just like completely disappear in a way i don't know music is so powerful that you know we have the millennium tour we have anita baker being on her final tours and stuff like that like music is so powerful and it resurrects the dead like you're already there sugar just accept it. And I think the heart easy on me charted kind of low, but I'm sure it'll grow and I'm sure it'll be like number one. Because I do find like sometimes some of these songs take nowadays, if it's not hit out the gate, it'll take a moment for it to bubble up into number one. But that was just my thing. Adele, you're already there. Roll like past songs before like i'm even saying like i don't think rolling a deep went number one i'm not sure i don't think it did but it's just like with past songs sugar you're already a superstar and w- that's all i have to say about it though. nothing negative just like you're already there so i don't know why would you just put out your best music and don't hold back i wouldn't hold back sure you know hello was this unexpected unexpected hit but don't shorten yourself sugar people love you and then there's this part in this article where the um they were like let me bring it up again you guys i'm sorry because i was very confused i was just like who is talking like this thank you twitter doing that going up when I didn't ask you to but it was necessary 
I'm a slightly unprepared. I was not expecting to go in like this. Um, I did this last night. So I should be coming up soon. It was like this very weird article. Okay, so it was this clip I was very confused confused about. It said, "In the kind of house I live in, I live, I have in L.A., I can never afford in London ever." I mean, you probably could, no. And then it pauses. Somebody says, no. I looked at the houses. I looked at houses. It's like hundreds of millions of pounds. I don't have that much money at all. I throw, I'd throw up. I'm like, did Adele say this or did the interviewer say this? I'm guessing it's, I don't, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird talk because I'm, I'm like Adele you have money so I'm like why is it making they, why are they insinuating you're saying this and it's like I said then she said there's none of that so I'm like okay whatever that's all for I have for Adele thank you so much for listening to the Dare Show podcast if you would like to um, follow me I'm on Instagram at my love by need tonight you can also leave a comment on YouTube, the YouTube, um, the Dare Show podcast. I'm also available everywhere. Hopefully, you know, I'm on Apple, I'm on Google Play, I'm on Anchor, uh, I'm on a lot of stuff. So, take a listen, read a book, listen up. It's the Dare Show podcast. Thank you for listening, and... On that note, I'll be back next week to talk about some more good or bad stuff. (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, See you later.